Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about random topics. I'm Kev. And I'm Jack. Let's talk about Super Bowl 56. Or as the NFL likes to put it in Roman numerals, LVI. You guys should know by now, the LA Rams champions got the dub, finally get the chip with their overpowered team that they've had for the last couple of seasons. And they did it at home, actually happened in LA. The bandwagoners, I could tell you (laughs) personally, out here, no one used to claim these. (laughs) Neither team, the Chargers or the Rams, but I think they were in LA before. They left, came back. We grew up, I don't know how much you watched at the time, but with the St. Louis Rams and, you know, Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk. Yeah, I still kind of think about them like that. I think they're now like the favorite football team in LA, or at least that's what it felt like for now. But we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves because this whole like football playoffs was crazy. Maybe we should get into that real quick because, man, this was probably the best like set of playoff games, at least in our lifetime that we've seen. The first week, the wild card round, quote unquote, I didn't see any of that. But it's not the same as baseball wild card games. Yeah, I didn't really catch any of those either. I wouldn't say lack of interest, but. This was like probably the first season in a while where I wasn't involved in any fantasy football, kind of just wasn't in tune. I still rooted, still seen stuff through like Twitter and whatnot. So I just, for real, for real, like I wasn't even aware like it was wildcard weekend while it was happening. Yeah. It was one of those like, wait, what? It's already the playoffs? Like it was like shocking to me. Happened to be the next week for the following round of games at my parents' place and watched with my dad the end of several games and then they were so good that all of a sudden I was like damn maybe I should be tuning into the playoffs this year my interest did come back especially because yeah the game started insanely even from the wild card round in that second weekend though it's like all the games were interesting or had crazy endings on a bunch of them like in the AFC the Bengals beat the Titans the Titans had just come off a bye week And that was surprising to people. And I think also Joe Burrow got sacked a ton of times that game, if I remember right. So even more so. And then what I think was the best game of the whole playoffs, including the Super Bowl, with Josh Allen and the Bills versus Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. It was just the best quarterback matchup that you could ask for. And both teams played really well. The only shitty thing was with the overtime rules, how it basically is decided by a coin flip because you can't answer once someone scores. It's like if baseball, they did a coin flip in extra innings and the first team to go up to bat who scored one and the other team couldn't answer at all. So it doesn't really make sense to me. To me, like it's easy to score in football. I know it's not. It's not the case, but like if you can't answer, it's almost like, Whoever has the coin first or whoever gets the decision, it's almost like here's the yeah, game. Yeah, and also, especially in a game like that too, the defense is so tired at the end, so it's even easier to score, you know? Yeah, but I do agree. Like, that game was insane. I think everyone agreed. Easily top three, like, football games ever. Mm-hmm. Truly, like, one of those Monday morning, like, cooler conversations yeah, type yeah. shit because... Yeah, like everyone was talking about this shit, even the people that don't like football. And then on the NFC side, you had two big quarterbacks go down 
where the main enemy people were rooting against was Aaron Rodgers with all his stuff this year and the 49ers beat the Packers and everyone was, you know, making jokes on Twitter after and all that. But then on the other side, the Rams also beat the Bucks even after Tom Brady made an insane comeback. I think they were down 27 to 10, if I remember right, and they came back and tied it up, but then the Rams just pulled away after. And then we would soon find out in the weeks in between that he was going to retire. So that was basically his last game that we would ever see and definitely the GOAT of all time. Yeah, hands down. Best quarterback out there. He technically did the comeback. It was just one of those where, like, you know, came back from such a deficit that it was just tough to even just yeah. outdo it. It's almost like just tying it up was, like, amazing enough, you know. Like, right, right. Great enough effort, but would have been the Tom Brady way, you know, if he went out on top with the chip. Technically still went out on top, like, is going to get votes for MVP. He never really had, like, a, a crash down like you've seen with right. Eli. I mean, not to compare him, but it's just, like, the quarterbacks of our era, you know, like, Eli, Peyton, Drew Brees, who, like, it's kind of bad, you know, like, a lot of injuries and missing games and throwing a bunch of picks at the end. It was kind of ugly. But Tom Brady, high fashion, your boy, TB12 diet, still looks great. But, yeah, still went out on top, like, could play it's almost like if lebron retired right this yeah, season yeah. like nah lebron you still could play more it's kind of like that the dude what is he 46 45 44 that's insane for anyone that plays football i know he's a quarterback technically the one that gets beat up the least even though they take sacks and get hits but you don't see that with that too is a crazy stat he started as many super bowls in his 40s as he did in his 20s three in each so it just speaks to how like even in these last years like you're saying i mean they won last year's super bowl so he definitely i think had something to prove when he left new england because the patriots wouldn't offer him a contract extension or a long-term one but i think he proved whatever he wanted to prove in tampa bay and was just like i'm good you know not even to compare him like in an athleticism kind of way, but he technically is like the Jordan of football. Mm-hmm. There were so many crazy stats. Like he had more chips than X amount of teams, like most teams just by himself. He was just at the top, always in the competition and can't go without saying shout out to the GOAT. Just a couple final stats real quick. Did this all after being a six round draft pick in 20 seasons, led his team to the Super Bowl 10 times, won seven Super Bowls. Yeah, like you were saying, won more titles than any franchise has ever won, which is pretty crazy. So it's the end of an era for sure. And even all these playoffs in general were kind of like a passing of the torch that's been underway. But now it's really officially like, oh, this next round of guys are the guys we're going to be watching like Brady for decades to come now. From Mahomes to Allen to now Burrow and et cetera. But we got a matchup of two of them in the conference championship with Burrow and the Bengals playing Mahomes and the Chiefs, which somehow the Bengals squeaked out. I feel like the Chiefs more lost that one, but Burrow kept his cool and he was good. So, I mean, you got to just respect them kind of taking this underdog route all the way to the Super Bowl, especially since they were so bad before. I mean, even just the year before, I think they only had four wins mm-hmm. in total, which in football, if you don't know football, it doesn't take much. I think usually with eight wins, you can make it to the playoffs. 
Obviously, that number could change, but big step up. Crazy story with Joe Burrow. What is it? He won like the Heisman, won the championship. Yeah, he won the Heisman and the college football championship. And then going for the Super Bowl, which I think no one's done before. Yeah, no quarterback has ever done that, let alone in their first two years in the league. And only three other players have ever done that period. Yeah, so it's something special. He's going for history, obviously. Technically, still not the best team. So when you face him against Kansas City, who still like one of the powerhouses in football, they're the team that kind of always throw up there, like at the beginning of the season, who's going to be in the Super Bowl? Like They probably got half the votes, you know, like the Chiefs are probably going to be there. Yeah, they're almost like the Golden State of that mm-hmm. yeah. era with like Curry and stuff. Almost That's like Mahomes, you know, Mahomes like Curry, the new fun guy that like does crazy shit and has the talent and everyone wants to watch. Here comes this Joe Burrow kid. Super poised. He has that thing. He has that swag like that. Ice cold, um, showing no emotion. Joe Burr. Yeah, bro. Joe Burr, Joe Shiesty. <laughs> like everyone likes him, you know, has that that coolness to him. Almost like in a, I'm going to say it, bro. Almost that Jeter thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where I'm going to say the right things. You know, I'm going to sign. I'm going to do the autographs. I'm going to have a few quotables, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's going to perform. So it got him to the Super Bowl. Yeah, the man is a meme machine. He knows how to fit in anywhere. He was kind of the talk of everything leading into the Super Bowl and even throughout the playoffs, really, but especially once they actually made it there. And this is also, like we said, the Bengals not only were bad the year before, but this is their first Super Bowl appearance in over 30 years. And the team itself was founded four months after the first Super Bowl. And since then, they finished last in their division for one third of the time they've been playing. So that just gives you context of how bad (laughs) they've been. Major glow up all of a sudden. Then on the other hand, we had pretty good game with the San Francisco 49ers, who were also like an underdog. They made it through the wild card, weren't expected to go far, had Debo Samuels just being a bully, fighting his way through like the playoffs pretty much against the Rams, who you could say is kind of the other team that on paper should be going to the Super Bowl. You know, they have Aaron Donald, who's like still to this day, everyone claims like the best football player, at least when it comes to like his peers best like defensive player but on top of that they have like this crazy wide receiver breaking all the records in cooper cup and i feel like you have to mention it this kid is a white kid looks nice humble and out here dogging bro like (laughs) doing insane shit legit carrying the rams and offensive side at least along with who was it matthew stafford at quarterback yeah who again kind of had a career early on kind of forgotten as a quarterback well, the Lions, that's just where everyone goes to die if you're a football player. Yeah, we, we've kind of talked about the Lions a little <laughs> bit before in our Thanksgiving episodes, I think. Yeah. He struggled in that team, but again, found like new life in the Rams and found like the perfect match with Cup because it's like dime after dime. They're going to work together. Cooper Cup legit had arguably the greatest like receiver season all time. This Randy Moss, like name it, up there. Yeah, and I wasn't even aware of him during the season because I kind of tune out all the football stuff that comes on my timeline during the regular season and the way I found out about him was actually because mutual friend Joan had him on his fantasy team so he was you know 
enjoying that this year. That's why I was a fan. I had him on his rookie year oh, on like shit. my fantasy team. It's a rookie, like who knew? Yeah. And he did pretty well. Like obviously he wasn't like a number one receiver or anything like that, but I think he's on his third or fourth season. Can't remember. The boy is not a sleeper any longer. He kinda wasn't last year. People were kinda aware. But this year, blew it out of proportion. Next season he'll probably be like top two receivers picked. Can't forget about OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr. Who obviously he was a New York Giant where he made one of the greatest catches, <laughs> I think a lot of people yeah. would say. He's just one of those troubled players, you know. Yeah. yeah. Kind of stays in like the controversial side of the sport. But he was there and it's cool to see, you know, you kind of root for both ends since I wasn't a fan of either team. Like, I kind of didn't care who won. It was one of those where, like, I had reasons to be happy for either team. Like, I like Joe Burrow. Hope he takes it. Obviously, witnessing history, him being the first quarterback to do all those things we mentioned earlier. But then on the other side, you have, like, the dogs that have been in the game for a minute that either underperform or they just haven't gotten the chance, like Odell, like Matthew Stafford, and... I kind of was cool with whoever took it. Yeah, and on top of that, too, the Rams head coach, Sean McVay, the youngest head coach ever hired at the time, which was, I think, six years ago at 30. And now he was trying to be the youngest coach ever to win a Super Bowl. But the Rams in general also were really focused on this specific window. Like, they traded away draft picks and, like, all this stuff to get proven players kind of like you were saying you know people who have been around and trying to win that way so as far as the teams themselves I didn't really have a preference like mainly I wanted a good game but I was leaning more towards Joe Burrow because that felt like more of a fun storyline but also at the end of the game which we'll get to I wasn't bummed really that they lost that much you know what I mean yeah, I, I completely agree. I did start to sway a little bit towards Joe Burrow as like, even as the game went on, which I couldn't watch fully because I had work, but yeah, I started to sway towards like Burrow and the story is like the, obviously like the underdog, at least of the two teams. But with that said, let's get to the actual game. Kind of prefaced everything. Sunday day, like the whole thing here was done and the sun was still up. Right, right. Which is kind of strange because I'm still kind of used to it being like a, a night thing. I don't think we said this at the beginning, but this was going to be in L.A. no matter who was in it. It wasn't like, oh, L.A. had the better seating, so they got home field advantage for Super Bowl. Like this was going to take place in L.A. It just happened to be that the Rams ended up making it. But usually the game started like 6.30 Eastern time, which it did. But since it was in L.A., that meant it was starting at 3.30 your time. So that's kind of weird <laughs> to have a game in the middle of the afternoon like that for a Super Bowl. Still technically winter. It's kind of like a night event. It's one of those things where like America's prepping for it, cooking, barbecuing, doing all that, getting together. But somehow here, it was like legit middle of the day. Like <laughs> the sun is full mid sky. It's supposed to be like the hottest recorded like football game because we were kind of going through a heat wave in Southern California and it was like in the 80s, close to 90s. I think it ended up being like low 80s, but kind of con the timing overall on the West Coast. I will say as someone who watched it on East Coast time, it felt 
pretty normal. The sun stuff didn't really bother me. I guess just focus more on the game and stuff, but... I think it also helped that it was in a closed indoor stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, imagine having, like, hard shadows or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, while you were watching it. Exactly. It's, like, hard to watch. Sometimes that does happen, like, during football games in the middle of the season. But since it was, like, a good, brand-new SoFi stadium, which was part of the reason why they had the Super Bowl there, it worked out just from, like, what I saw off the game and the highlights and stuff. Like, it looked pretty good. So, yeah, for you, for sure, it wasn't weird. With the game itself, I mean, you saw some of it and you saw highlights after, too. I guess let's just go overall because people can, you know, find a recap anywhere of exactly what happened or watch highlights themselves. But just generally, what do you think of it? Really good game. I could tune in a few times, watch little parts. I did get to see the ending the last couple of minutes. And it was like a really good game. It's kind of what you asked for. Good football, had good defense, good offense. I'm the type where like I'd probably prefer like a slugfest, like... Obviously, if we can have the Chiefs versus Bills game again, I'd prefer to have that. But again, that's a special game. The people that I wanted to succeed did their thing. Obviously, that in OBJ got his TD, who kind of ended up being injured. You were the one that told me, I remember. Yeah, he got the first touchdown in the game. But then I think it was the second quarter that he got taken out. And then he never came back again the rest of the game. Yeah, which kind of sucks. Again, if you're an OBJ fan, it sucks because it's like the moment you're waiting for your whole career, Mm -hmm. you get injured. Luckily, he did get a touchdown, so he could feel like he was part of it. He definitely was. But it's like, it's part of like his narrative. Even since he left the Giants, it's like, oh, give me a shot somewhere else and I'll show you I could win. And this is God's plan. This is it. Like, trust me. Like, it's going to happen. And kind of did. And then you get injured and you're like, fuck, like, is this dude just unlucky? Like, Yeah, there's something attached to him. But yeah, ended up getting it. So that was cool to see. Obviously, Cooper Cup, the god who's Super Bowl MVP. You don't usually see that much from receivers or other positions, but he got it. Matthew Stafford did his thing. Again, like the people you wanted to do their shit did it. Crucial sacks by Aaron Donald. I think even the last one to end the game, mm-hmm. boy got to Burrow. Also on another injury note, Besides OBJ, he was the main one that came out and everything. But even at the end of the game, both Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow were having injury issues and were looking like they could possibly come out. And if it was a regular season game, they probably both would have, but that could have impacted it as well. But really, Stafford battled that last winning drive for the Rams with the final touchdown throw to Cooper Cup and then... Burrow only had like a minute 25 to try to drive and had some good passes at first. But then, like you said, that Aaron Donald stop at the end. But the Bengals offensive line was terrible the whole game. Like he didn't really have any protection. So they weren't quite ready yet. Rams were just more prepared, a more complete team. But I can't really complain because to me, like I said at the beginning, I just wanted a close game. And this game was 13-10 at the half, including a missed extra point that could have cost the Rams, but didn't. And then it came down to a fourth down play with less than a minute left in the fourth. So it's like, yeah, you ideally want it to come down to the last play, maybe, as time expires. But beggars can't be choosers, you know. 
I got what I asked for. Yeah, can't be mad. I almost, like on that last play where he's getting sacked, he was able to like throw the ball. As yeah, he went yeah. Down, and it kind of got close to a player. And I was like, fuck, like that would have been good. Even if they didn't win, but just to have like those extra couple of drives. Oh, yeah. Possibly, sure. you know, kick a field goal, tie it up. So many possibilities, but. Yeah, I mean, the kicker, McPherson, he was nasty all playoffs, so he would have had a good shot. One of the parts that I did watch of the game, they said that he went, like, flawless in the playoffs. Like, didn't miss any field goals or extra points, which is impressive. Can't complain. Great game. Liked a solid pro for me. 23-20 was the final score, by the way. I don't think we said that. But I would probably go, for the game itself, a solid pro. Like, it wasn't an all-timer, and... It definitely wasn't the best game of the playoffs, which we already talked about, the Bills-Chiefs game. It could easily be argued it wasn't the top three games of the playoffs. And you could even make the case for it not being in the top five, although it could easily be in that. But usually the Super Bowl is at least intended to be the biggest and best game of the playoffs. It wasn't the case this year, but it's just because the rest of it was so crazy. So it was going to be hard to live up to any of that yeah solid pro i think but just to hit on a couple things that happened not in the game itself we got halftime and commercials so where do you want to start oh we could do halftime so this was a west coast mostly lineup with dr dre and snoop dogg and kendrick being advertised ahead of time along with eminem and mary j blige as well but what do you think going into it and then how it actually was thought it was a cool idea obviously west coast rap is big rap is pop even though they're not the new rap but they are like the classics they're the Mm -hmm. songs everyone knows dr dre legend snoop fucking worldwide which is one of the reasons he was the headline i guess the one you would see in commercials and stuff eminem bring in the whites (laughs) like it makes sense musically but it's one of those where would have been cool if it was like purely West Coast, you know, just the theme of it all. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I get it. Like, there's the connection there. If you're bringing in Dre, he's going to, it's kind of like the verses, you know, like you do a verses, you use your, your best songs, like what you're known for. Obviously, one of his biggest success in the industry was like bringing up Eminem. Then it got, it got strange. And I was like, yo, 50's on. Everyone texting, Twitter. And I'm like, wait, what? 50 Cent? <laughs> Starts to get weird. I'm like, hey, one of the goats, whether you see him as that or not, he's like one of the the faces of like an era, mm-hmm. early 2000s. I mean, 50 is cool. I love 50. Like, again, we grew up with 50. What is 50 going to sing or rap <laughs> in a Super Bowl show? And I said the joke, like, what, in the club? Like, that's weird. It's your birthday? Because <laughs> I wasn't watching it at this point. I think I popped it on right after. And you're like, yeah, pretty much. I'm like, bro, that's so bad. <laughs> but it was, like, uh, cool. I didn't Again, like, I didn't see it. I did see the highlights, but he came, like, upside down, like, his iconic video. But I found that shit funny as fuck. Like, 50, <laughs> that was for sure a surprise. He's also one of those where, like, everyone kind of knows 50. Like, my dad knows who 50 Cent mm-hmm. is, even though he doesn't listen to rap. Just because of the name. I was like, okay, 50, fine. Like, I accepted it. But then I was like, Mary J. Blige? Like, I get it. An icon, for sure. Like, in the R&B world, hip-hop world, highly respected. But, like, does America know Mary J. Blige songs like that? But, nonetheless, I saw the show. Really enjoyed the Kendrick performance, for sure. He always kind of kills it. 
wearing a piece from Virgil's last Louis Vuitton collection. Fire, you know, paying homage. Always with the choreography and the dances and all that shit, the outfits again. And obviously, bangers of songs. I don't know that all of America knows them, but they're fire. I enjoyed the whole thing. Even Eminem. I'm not the biggest Eminem fan, but he's one of those like classics. He's like in the Mount Rushmore of hip-hop, I think. Good performance overall. Looks cool. Literally fucking Snoop Dogg wearing gang colors, like a national and TV. The, and the badger Literally everything. crib walking. Literally like... <laughs> doing like a gangster dance it, that's kind of crazy to see so yeah uh halftime show not mad at it i think i'd go solid pro halftime shows at the super bowl to me are usually something i either don't watch at all or kind of watch in the background or just see pieces of in and out this was the first one since i can remember where i was just locked in the whole time and definitely some parts worked better than others, but I thought overall it was really smooth front to back. I never even thought about the time. Usually it feels like they're going on forever. This one, it ended us like, oh yeah, that was just a halftime performance. It was like one of the only times where could have even watched more. And even though it was definitely LA West Coast centric, it felt more so like a just hip hop performance slash R&B with Mary J. Blige that hadn't really been done for a Super Bowl halftime show in that way. So I'm really hoping it leads to more in the future. It's not necessarily going to be every year or anything, but could be interesting to see how this sets the tone because I feel like it was a big success. I don't know for certain you know age groups, but with that, I'd probably give it a solid... To borderline even heavy pro just because it's so much better than most performances that have come before it and personal to us and then to finish it off we got the commercials which i know you didn't see many of if at all but to summarize it there were a bunch of crypto commercials there was a coinbase one which you might have heard about where there's like a little barcode rainbow going around on the screen like an old dvd player type thing there was a Larry David one for FDX, also a bunch of electric car ads too, and then a bunch of stuff around nostalgia and like popular IP and stuff, including probably most notably for us, the one that recreated the Sopranos intro, but with the daughter instead, Jamie Lynn Singer, who plays Meadow, which, you know, I'm not crazy about commercials of any kind in that way in a sense, but that commercial I think was better than many Saints of Newark <laughs> in entirety. Not that I saw the whole thing, but the 10 minutes I watched of many Saints compared to the one minute of this commercial, this one was better. It's like, David Chase, what were you doing on the other thing? But Oh yeah, pretty, pretty good commercial. I'm sure like the old heads that watched the show when it aired probably went crazy when this aired still i guess you can categorize it as nostalgia even though it's kind of promoting was it like a new truck well more so the sopranos part and the music it had the theme song and everything i know most states are like that i should make jersey look a little busted bro <laughs> damn that's how jersey looks shout out jersey i mean i could kind of claim it my parents lived there but still like it, it brought me back and it's true like <laughs> I know those signs, like I've read them many yeah. times. It's pretty cool. Well, they also replaced certain things like where the Twin Towers used to be and now the 
one world trade and different little things like that no yeah you kind of see like the evolution it's true but yeah you see it it, it works pretty well couple other brief one-offs there was a zendaya squarespace one that had andre 3000 as well there was a disney plus one where they had a bunch of goats physical goats in their offices or you know the offices in the commercial and they were talking about how you know they have all the goat content or whatever so they're trying to make a pun off that there was a rocket mortgage one where just randomly on a little kid his shirt had a QR code for StockX, and I was like, huh. And it was supposedly to enter some RAF or something, but it was in a commercial for a rocket mortgage thing. So I don't know, it was a little weird. But <laughs> um, the commercials in general, they weren't the worst they've ever been, but I'd probably go like neutral to like con. Could have been even worse. I've seen much worse. Well, you guys can take this with a grain of salt, I guess, since I technically didn't watch the super bowl kind of just caught up with it but overall super bowl and i guess i'll also include the playoffs great games which is first what you ask for the most you want some competitive games some shit you actually remember the big names on the game you know patty mahomes joe burrow i also don't know why i said patty mahomes i hate when people call him that but i said it <laughs> joe burrow obj cooper cup even tom brady made it fun all performed and again all you can ask for good halftime show good actual super bowl game can't really complain about it i'd have to go with the solid pro yeah i would say for the super bowl and the playoffs combined definitely like a solid to bordering on heavy pro like if the super bowl game itself had also been crazy then the whole playoffs might have been a major pro so i don't think it quite gets there but it's really close and that second round was crazy and the super bowl was still good it just wasn't as good as the others so when you add in the halftime show and stuff like that being better than normal it does help but yeah i don't think it quite hits major pro i go with like a really solid pro that wraps it up for this episode of pros and cons i'm kev you can find me at same old kev pretty much everywhere and i'm jack you could find me at jack bloom summer summer with an o on everything Let's just hope for a better time next year in Arizona. Gotta get that West Side Gun ad lib, you know, Joey Burr.